0: Hey, Penrith Baptist Church, uh, hope you're doing well. And uh, welcome to our, our third message in our series that we've called Help Holy Spirit. And uh, for the first two weeks, uh, Mark has just been sharing around uh, the, the person of the Holy Spirit, how he is our helper, he's our advocate. Um, in old fashioned language, the Bible says he's our paraclete, which is this fancy word for, for helper. Um, And then he also talked about how the Holy Spirit's a part of the Trinity. Um, Three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So if you want to go back and and catch up on any of those, they're really great and really helpful teachings uh, around understanding and learning and growing in our understanding and relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And today I'm going to be sharing around our desire for the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's an interesting uh, assignment to try and talk about a desire for something or in this case, someone, um, which is very much experiential. When we talk about a desire for chocolate or a desire for um, Disneyland or a desire for, I don't know, you, you fill in the blank. Um, it, it goes beyond the physical substance of the thing there's there's excitement there's joy there's amazement there's a whole lot of things that can get tied up into that word desire and so to speak to speak about having a desire for the holy spirit it needs to go beyond the theoretical um and and go a little bit deeper into us into our our soul into where we where we feel things deeply as well um, so it's good to have a, an understanding, an intellectual understanding of who is the Holy Spirit and we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. But today we're going to talk about our desire for the Holy Spirit. Do we desire him? And um, if you asked me if you had asked me 20 years ago um, ish maybe a little bit more than that about my relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, my answer to you, probably would have been, it's complicated. Um, I don't know where I first gleaned or got my first initial understandings of who the Holy Spirit is. Um, but for whatever that was and from wherever that was, it really wasn't helpful uh, to me. And I had this idea that the Holy Spirit was confusing. The Holy Spirit was um, kind of awkward to me the gifts of the Holy Spirit were awkward to me. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to touch it. I couldn't explain it. Uh, And so I held the Holy Spirit at arm's length for a long time, not really wanting to draw closer because I didn't understand. Uh, Some of the things I didn't understand was that the the Holy Spirit is just as loving as God the Father. The Holy Spirit is just as gracious as, as Jesus um, they are so alike and, and their love is the same. Their grace is the same. Their mercy is the same. That they, they are one in all those things. I didn't understand that. I thought the Holy Spirit was maybe a little bit different to that and going to be a little bit more con, uh, condemning on my life or a little bit, you know, making me do things that I didn't feel comfortable doing. I don't know, but for whatever reason, I had the Holy Spirit kind of at arm's length from my life. But it's important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is here for us to live in us, to dwell in us and, and to be a, a huge part of our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter thirteen fourteen, Paul writes these words, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That word fellowship in the Greek is actually a word called koinonia, which is another word for communion or intimately desired and known. It's a very deep word. It's a very um, intimate word uh, describing a relationship between two people. Um, You might have that kind of relationship with your spouse where you deeply know each other. You might have that relationship with your children where you deeply know them and they deeply know you and and you love them so deeply. There are relationships that we have in our life that that, that go really, really deep in us. And this word here, uh, koinonia, having fellowship with the Holy Spirit, is that word, that we would know him deeply, that we would know him so, so well, that we would draw close, that we would love him so, so much. And so that was Paul's prayer, that we would have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I remember in 1979, Christmas, uh, that was a long time. And some of you watching this uh, weren't born then, um, but that's okay. Um, more Christmases for me, because uh, I had that Christmas in 1979. I was six years old, and my brother is uh, was, was three years old at that time. And I remember that Christmas very, very well for an important reason. And it's not because of the present that I got, it's because of the present that my brother got. And um, as we were opening up presents, and as a parent, I look back on this time and realize that my parents would have chosen very carefully the present that they bought for my brother. I know that they would have had an anticipation that my brother is gonna love this present that he, it's gonna make his day, it's gonna put a big smile on his face. And I remember him opening that present, tearing the paper off it like a three-year-old boy does, and opening up and seeing what the present was, and it was this big, uh, big plush dog, stuffed dog. Uh, it was pretty cool, all nice and soft and everything like that. And uh, for a three-year-old boy who loved dogs and he, that stage of his life, he liked all those soft toys these words came out of his mouth. I didn't want this. And I remember that moment so clearly because my parents who were the gift givers gave something that they were sure my brother would love. And the response of my brother, I didn't want this, to me stood stood out and i remembered that moment. But I want to frame that in the context of what we're talking about today, desire for the Holy Spirit I think I had a bit of that attitude towards the Holy Spirit where Jesus says to his disciples, it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come and the Holy Spirit comes and I I don't know uh, what it was like back then but for me when I was trying to wrap my head around the Holy Spirit it's like I didn't want this I, I Give me Jesus. Give me God, the father, but the whole, I didn't want this. That was part of my journey. I don't know if that relates at all to you in any of your journey of, of where you maybe used to be, or maybe where you are today. The Holy Spirit came though, and he came with power. And in my ignorance and selfishness, I just had that attitude. I didn't want this. So I wonder if you can relate. that today I wonder if anyone can relate to what I've been saying because I want to switch gears now talking about how I did not have a desire for the Holy Spirit but now talking about that we do and that we can have a desire for the Holy Spirit I want to spend more time with him I want to know who he is not just for the stuff that he does I want to know him more deeply I want to know him more I want to know him much much more In John chapter 11 this is our main text for today starting with verse 5 then teaching them more about prayer he and this is talking about Jesus used this story suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread and you say to him a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and i have nothing for him to eat and suppose he calls out from his bedroom don't bother me The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? That's the title of the message today. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, the context of this passage is in reference to our asking and our seeking and our knocking for more of the Holy Spirit. I'll just go back and read verse 13 again. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? to know him more, to hear him more, and to follow him more. And as we do, listen to these verses. 2 Corinthians 3.17 For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Do you desire freedom in your life? Freedom from sin, freedom from pride. Maybe it's freedom from addiction, freedom from comparison with others. More, more fruit of the Holy Spirit and, and less of me just to live that freedom life wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom how much more in Romans 5 3-5 it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Knowing how dearly God loves us comes from the Holy Spirit, filling our lives with his love. He loves you so much. How much more? Romans 15. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. In a world right now where hope seems so unattainable for so many people, there's things going on at national levels in the home. A lot of people living without hope right now. But the verse verse I just read says... Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is amazing to us. How much more? Acts 13. One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special day to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit has things to say about his purpose for you, too. How much more? I'm excited today because I believe that there are many of us that are going to receive much more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Me included. We cannot exhaust the fullness of the Holy Spirit. There is always more of him to know. There's always more of him to be available to us in our lives as we draw close to him. Do we want him? How much more do we want him? It means I'm gonna rely less on myself and trust in him more. I'm gonna believe that he will orchestrate my situations instead of me trying to manipulate things and make things happen in my own capacity. It means that metaphorically, I want my hands to be open to receive everything that he has to give to me. It means that he, the helper and the advocate is my first point of contact that I am going to go to for counsel and assurance and guidance he's with us he's in us how much more do we desire him how much more do we want to desire him it means i'm going to ask and seek and knock until i know that i've communed and that i've connected with the holy spirit and that i've drawn upon him it might mean that i'm going to have to be patient instead of me just jumping forward and making things happen and and trying to make things happen. It means sometimes I need to switch off distractions, minimize the, the noise in my life, put the phone down, close my social media apps, turn the TV off and listen. Listen as I pray. Listen as I read the word. Listen as I worship him. My final verse for today is John chapter 7, starting with verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scripture says rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. I would love that to be my consistent and constant experience to have the Holy Spirit that rivers of living water would flow from his heart. How much more do we desire the Holy Spirit? Pray that we would know him more, that we would ask and not give up asking, that we would seek and not stop seeking, that we would knock and keep on knocking. We don't do those things, and Jesus wasn't saying to do those things because he's reluctant to give us. We ask and we seek and we knock because it deepens our own desire for him and our dependence for him. So last time I'll ask the question, how much more do you want him? How much more do you desire the Holy Spirit? To know him deeply, to commune with him, to have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, to know him deeply and intimately. Jesus said, "It's it's better it's better that I go, so the Holy Spirit can come." I know um, Mark used this quote from a Francis Chan book, saying, "It's better to have the Holy Spirit in you than Jesus beside you." The fact is, if Jesus was here, He couldn't be beside everyone at the same time. He couldn't be next to 7 billion people because when he was here, he was one man. But the Holy Spirit can be in every one of us. Isn't that better? That the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, living and dwelling in us, who loves you so much, who lives every moment of every day with you. That's pretty amazing and pretty special. And I pray that we would go deeper in our relationship with him, that we would have a desire just to know him a bit more, a bit more today than I did yesterday. I wanna pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you dwell in us with the Father and the Son, both seated in heaven. But Holy Spirit, you dwell in us. And I thank you that you do. I thank you that you're close. And I thank you that you're not far off. I thank you that you're you're not scary, like I used to think. But you're loving and gracious and merciful and kind. You lead us and you guide us. You show us when we wander, you correct us. Lord, you bring back to our mind, our remembrance, the word of God. Lord, I pray that we would not only just be thankful for the things that you do, but that we would have a desire to know you and to know your voice and to live out this incredible life that we get to live with you dwelling in our lives. We thank you. We pray these things in the name of the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence with us. All these things we give you thanks. Amen. Amen, and I hope this has encouraged us today to draw closer to the Holy Spirit. God bless you.